ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. Welcome to the show that brings you all things nostalgia in the world of professional wrestling. It is now time to go beyond the bell. WrestleMania 10. WrestleMania 22. WrestleMania 6. Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. WrestleMania 3. I mean, you're talking about 25 years. The first WrestleMania was such a mind-boggling thing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WrestleMania. Hulk Hogan versus Under the Giant, WrestleMania 3. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Everybody that lived and breathed was a Hulk Hogan fan. Look at this! I rooted for Andre the Giant. WrestleMania 4. When Macho Man Randy Savage won the tournament, I was hooked on wrestling. It's over! Going to WrestleMania 6 and seeing Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and feeling the electricity that was in that building that day. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. That ladder match was just so innovative. For the first time ever at a WrestleMania, a ladder match. No, no, no! Oh! Brett versus Owen. Every single WrestleMania that I've been in, Rock and Hogan. Icons facing each other. I think it all Stone Cold's great matches. The Austin era has begun. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart Iron Man match. Get ready for one solid hour. WrestleMania 12, the first WWE Championship. The boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. season is here and we return with more beyond the bell powered by the sns radio network in the month of march leading up to wrestlemania 29 beyond the bell turns into your retro wrestlemania show as we relive the biggest event of the year and the history behind wrestlemania tonight we conclude volume two of the stories behind Wrestlemania. Part 3, coming at you tonight here on Beyond the Bell. We take a look back at Wrestlemania's 21 through 28 and the backstage tales behind each of them. Wrestlemania 21 featured the Rhino in the after party. Many superstars often find themselves on the unemployment line after Wrestlemania. Some say it's the start of a new season, a new beginning for WWE. It has become a financial statement of sorts from the WWE that cutting costs and overhead by releasing several talents just after their most profitable event is the way to go. And so nearly every year, many perennial mid-card and developmental talents are sent packing. 
None of them, however, is more memorable than Rhino, especially at this time frame in WWE history. The man-beast from Detroit, Michigan. With a great-look ferocious offense and fast-paced matches, Rhino was one of the last great things to come out of ECW. It was another bonus that he jumped to the WWE only helped his career, giving him legitimate, high-profile feuds with the likes of Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. But as business slowed for Rhino in 2005, the man-beast hit a boiling point. At the after-party from WrestleMania 21, several stars were out and about to celebrate. Batista watched the replay. The Undertaker was talking up a storm, and Rhino was cursing out his wife. Yes, that's what Rhino was doing. Rhino lost his composure in an embarrassing moment of poor judgment, completely exploding at his wife in front of the entire congregation of superstars. Reports state that he also destroyed hotel property, a flower pot. It came in soon after, and the whole scuffle was on the internet and in the dirt sheets before you would hear Paul Heyman say, Gore, gore, gore. Needless to say, the WWE wasn't about to let Rhino get away with it, so they promptly fired him as part of their talent cuts. Such a move was drastic, even by WWE standards, but who hadn't really felt much scrutiny for their discipline system as it comes to the superstars in the 2005 era of the WWE? When last Rhino was seen wrestling for the WWE, it was in a one-off appearance at One Night Stand later that year. The chance from the audience that evening made it clear that the company made the right decision as echoes of You Got Fired blared through the Hammerstein ballroom while Rhino attempted to grapple with Sabu. He would eventually move on and sign with TNA Impact Wrestling. I have just one more question, Colonel. If you gave an order that Orlando Jordan was not to interfere in your match, and your orders were always followed, then why were Doug and Danny Basham at ringside putting the big show in danger? Orlando posed no threat to my opponent. I never said anything about Danny or Doug. That's not what you said. You said there'd be no interference. That's correct, but I... said he was in no danger. I said grave danger? He said, is there any other type of danger? I recall what I said. I can have the court reporter read it back to you if you want. I know what I said. I don't have to have it read back to me like I'm some kind of child. Why were the Bashams at ringside? Colonel? Sometimes men take matters into their own hands. No, sir. You made it clear just a moment ago your men never take matters in their own hands. Your men follow orders or you lose the championship. So Orlando and Doug and Danny Basham should have stayed away from ringside. Am I right, Colonel? You snotty little bastard. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. Enough, or I'll hold you in contempt. Did you order the Bashams to interfere? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled to them. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world where I am the champion. And this championship must be guarded by my men at whatever cost. Who's gonna help me defend it? You, Cena? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for the big show, and you curse my men. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know that Big Show's loss, while tragic, probably saved this company. And that my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, sells pay-per-views. You don't want the truth. 
because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties, you want me to be champion. At WrestleMania, you need me to be champion. We use words like spectacle, grandeur, majesty. We use these words as the backbone of an event that is bigger than life. At WrestleMania 21 on April 3rd, this will never be truer. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who wishes he were half the champion that I am and then questions the manner in which I defend it. I would just rather you say thank you and order the pay-per-view. Otherwise, I suggest you lace up your boots and meet me in the ring. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the ringside interference? I did what I had did to Did you do. order the ringside interference? You're Damn right I did! Hey kids. Oh, keep chilling. You know who we are? We're associates of Mr. Vince McMahon. You do know Mr. McMahon, don't you? Yes. I'm sorry. Did you say something? I said yes. Vince McMahon with the WWE. Check out the big brain on you. You know what they call WrestleMania in France? This is good. Tell him, Eddie. Eddie! WrestleMania? That's right. But do you know when WrestleMania is? April 3rd? Look at you. But if you're so smart, why haven't you bought tickets to say at WrestleMania 21? Because they're sold out. But there is pay-per-view. Somebody stole our pay-per-view box. You hear that, Eddie? Somebody stole their pay-per-view box. That's a real shame. Do you read the Bible, son? Yes. You see, I got this passage memorized. Ezekiel 25, 17. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Now can you dig that, sucker? WrestleMania tickets? WrestleMania goes Hollywood. Man, that don't look good. Yeah. We didn't have to get his knees for a change. You know something? You damn skip. That's it! WrestleMania 22 was filled with stories, and it was an underrated WrestleMania in terms of the impact it laid and the groundwork that was made for the WWE for years to come. Many don't really think of 22 as a monumental WrestleMania, but it did lay some groundwork for what we see today in WWE's 
television product. Shawn Michaels throughout the years became known for stealing the show so much that he was dubbed Mr. WrestleMania, like we mentioned, of course. At WrestleMania 22, he took on the man who created WrestleMania, Vince McMahon, who, yet again, put himself in the center of the wrestling ring. Michaels walked away the winner that night, as did The Undertaker, as he took on Mark Henry in a casket match. What should be noted, two stories coming out of this. One, Shawn Michaels taking on Vince McMahon with the whole God storyline, and HBK showing the first signs of connection with D-Generation X as he gestured the DX crotch chop when he was standing on top of the ladder before he dropped an elbow on Vince McMahon who was stuffed in a garbage can on top of a table. This would lead to the eventual reunited version of D-Generation X between Shawn Michaels and Triple H. A little bit of what was yet to come was seen at WrestleMania 22. The Undertaker, there were rumors that Mark Henry would defeat The Undertaker, breaking the streak at WrestleMania. At that time, it seemed preposterous. Now, in the latter years, Mark Henry has been booked very, very strong and much more of a main event player in terms of consideration than he was back at WrestleMania 22. Nevertheless, imagine if Mark Henry broke the streak of The Undertaker at 22, we wouldn't have seen the classics between HBK and The Undertaker and Triple H Taker. The feuds that would make WrestleMania for the past couple years would have never, ever happened. The main event saw John Cena take on Triple H for the WWE Championship. Cena defeated the game, which many thought the game would show his power play or display his role in the company as the heir apparent and defeat John Cena. That was not the case, as WrestleMania 22 proved to be the stamp of approval for John Cena as the brand new face of the company. Until you go through me in this business today, you've done nothing. Triple H honestly goes out there, do whatever it takes so that when that night is over, the lasting impression is of Triple H. Until you go through me, you cannot lay claim to being anything in this business other than a step below me. In that ring, I can do what nobody else does. I can do it longer. I can do it better. I go to WrestleMania to make a statement. It is the ultimate showcase, and it's where I excel. This workout was designed to get me to WrestleMania, to get me there in the greatest shape I've ever been in my life, and to be able to do things like I've never done them before. I walk in this gym, and I go at it with an intensity that nobody has. I train every day now with one goal. And that is to be the best at WrestleMania. I went all the way to Brazil to find Edson Prado because he is the best at what he does. Mantenha sempre em foco. Lembre dos treinos e jamais desist. A former Mr. Universe, former Mr. World, he's trained people all over the planet. And now he's training me. Hunter está pronto e preparado para vencer John Cena. That's what being the greatest is about. It's not going to the gym by yourself. It's not training in some dump. It's taking from everything around you and pulling it into you and making it yours. And that is what I do. 
John Cena has some ability. What he has is a lot of heart. He has a lot of determination. He's the, the guy that's not a very good fighter, but will always find a way to win. But the fact is, he's still only working with that little bit of talent. John Cena can't lace my boots. I have all the experience in the world against the greatest wrestlers. Mick Foley, The Rock, Austin, The Undertaker, Hogan, Michaels, Flair. They've all fallen before me. Wants to be uh, the absolute best. He's one of the most dominating guys here. He clearly wants to be the best every day. What people are going to remember is that Triple H is every bit as good as he ever said he was. They are going to see me destroy him. The greatest professional wrestler than everybody, everybody else. I was assassin. built for this I business it all. ten times. No hesitation. No, no, no remorse. What it takes to win. My heart is black. Your nightmare is here, John Cena. WrestleMania 23 led with Kennedy with the calamity. 23 emanated from Ford Field and signaled the return of the grandiose stadium-sized WrestleMania event. It was also supposed to signal the beginning of the Ken Kennedy era in the WWE. It was during this particular WrestleMania that Kennedy successfully took down the Money in the Bank briefcase, thus earning a title shot any time within the next year. The WWE hype machine got behind Kennedy full speed as the charismatic superstar announced he would not cash in until WrestleMania 24, one year later, in Orlando, Florida. The announcement was quite surprising considering how far in advance the WWE had thought it out, going so far as to have a countdown clock on WWE.com from the day of the statement. Backstage, however, Kennedy was still in a bit of hot water and was not doing himself any favors. He wasn't well-liked by some superstars higher up on the totem pole, namely Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton. Kennedy was also a chronic injury problem and even had trouble saying the right thing about the company in public, especially when dealing with the media. He may only have been human, but in the WWE, it would be his downfall. Legend tells the tale that Kennedy was supposed to become the new face of Raw when he would challenge John Cena for the title at WrestleMania 24, thus fulfilling his destiny and becoming the next huge star in the company. At least that was the forecast one year in advance. The idea was to have Cena lose the title for the third time to a Money in the Bank winner, thus solidifying a reputation as it being his only kryptonite during this Superman period of the C-Nation. As the next few weeks progressed, Kennedy fell out of favor in both health and politics, and soon was booked into a ridiculous match where he surrendered his title shot to Edge. The rated-R superstar would become the new world heavyweight champion less than a week later, in another rewrite designed to take the strap off of the injured Undertaker. All in all, however, it was Kennedy who was most injured. His WWE career never fully recovered, and he never again came close to the championship spotlight, despite being a can't-miss project with tons of charisma. Though he succeeded at some level in TNA, not seeing him as one of the main event draws in WWE is one of the biggest disappointment within 
the past 5 to 10 years of professional wrestling. When the whole Vince McMahon illegitimate child storyline came about, Kennedy was slated to be in that role. But since, again, the health and political issues coming about, again, Kennedy was out of the spotlight. And then after returning from injury, supposedly in a 10-man tag team match in Los Angeles, supposedly, once again, hurting with a potential of injury to one Randy Orton, who was high on the totem pole, led to the eventual firing of Mr. Kennedy. I love the character of Kennedy. I thought it hit very well with the fans. When he moved over to Raw, he was a big hit. The fans were behind him. But due to some other issues backstage and health, led him to being a letdown for the WWE higher-ups and Vince McMahon, which led Mr. Kennedy to turn to Mr. Anderson. Just as our last story, 23 bled into 24, so does this story, Cena Triple H 2. Many fans don't realize the greatest contributions Michael P.S. Hayes has given the wrestling world came outside the ring. Though he was a multi-time tag team champion as part of the Fabulous Freebirds, the man who walks the streets of Bad Street USA is one of the most notorious writers and bookers in the industry. From supposedly racist comments to wacky angles, Hayes has run the gauntlet of wrestling and takes with him a lot of wrestling intelligence on how to sell tickets. One of his self-proclaimed greatest ideas ever came to fruition with the WWE, however, despite him trying to sell it twice. At WrestleMania 22, John Cena overcame Triple H to truly establish himself as the top dog in the industry, like I just mentioned. The match wasn't the greatest ever, but it was still a solid affair where Cena and Helmsley entertained with the heroic ring entrances, compacted with back-and-forth combat, and it kept fans interested throughout the affair. Despite claiming the defeat, fans knew that Triple H would return someday to reclaim the throne as the King of Kings, and that he'd go through Cena to do so. Hayes, who had been writing for SmackDown all these years, developed the idea of booking Cena and Triple H version 2, or should we say volume 2, like this edition, as if it were a boxing match. He was incredibly high on the idea, and had great reason to be, too. Some of the most iconic bouts in history were rematches, and Hayes recognized it in his attempted hype of the concept. Looking back at the contest, like Tyson Holyfield 2, probably inspired him the most to create moments that were familiar, yet incredibly chaotic. So when WrestleMania 23 came around, Hayes went with full intention to get this thing booked, but Triple H wasn't as willing, considering he would suffer another major injury to his quadricep January of 2007, thus creating a terminal void in the rematch idea. The match was passed under the table rather quickly, not to be spoken of again, to one year later as part of the brainstorm for WrestleMania 24. This time, however, the problem was not Helmsley, it was Cena, as he completely tore his pectoral muscle off the bone on his chest, and despite making a surprise return at the Royal Rumble that year, he was still nowhere near close to 100%. The huge risk of putting your biggest moneymaker in a demanding main event slot that was meant to up the ante on a previous encounter was just too great. 
only three times in WrestleMania history has a headlining attraction been featured again at the next WrestleMania as a rematch. You had Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, WrestleMania 3 and 4, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna, WrestleMania 9 and 10, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania 25 and 26. You can say a fourth, even though it wasn't the main event, it was still a rematch from the previous encounter, Triple H versus The Undertaker, which was, in revisionist history, Triple H Undertaker 2, but it was really, in hindsight, the third installment of Triple H Taker, as it was not just to mention 27 and 28, but also WrestleMania 17, as the two battled over a decade ago. So despite Michael Hayes' consistent lobbying, we never got Cena Triple H 2 at a WrestleMania. It would, however, occur at Night of Champions. And if The Undertaker has anything to say about it, we probably never will see that match again. 23 was an eventful WrestleMania, though. Almost two decades after WrestleMania occurred at Trump Plaza, Donald Trump decided to get even closer to the action, and that's what he did at the 2006 event. He chose Bobby Lashley to represent him in a Battle of the Billionaires match. Lashley's opponent, Umaga, represented Vince McMahon. The losing billionaire would have his head shaved after the match. Donald's interesting hairstyle was intact after the bell rang to end the contest, as Lashley defeated Umaga and Vince was still left a billionaire, but now... He was a ball billionaire at WrestleMania. The match that quite possibly stole the show was The Undertaker defeating Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. John Cena defeated the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, you could say in replacement of the injured Triple H that year at 23, and again cementing John Cena as the face of the company. Now Umaga, lastly, is the fist. Lashley is helpless. Oh, Lashley is flattened. And now the count is academic. There's the count. Austin's up. Wait a minute. Right hands. Right hands. Look out. Right hands on the rattlesnake. And Tim McMahon just got introduced to the steel ring steps. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He catches another strike. And another Another straight right to the throat, right to the neck of Stone Cold Steve Austin. What's going on over here? Donald Trump is in a world he is not familiar with. This is not real estate. This is the WWE. Donald Trump has to get his hands dirty Seatbelt for your waist. 
My dentist has a chair like that, but I've never seen a barber chair. Uh-oh. Oh, Austin restraining the man who's begging no, don't do this to me. for a reprieve. Come on, Bobby, let's go. I'd love to hear what Mr. McMahon is saying. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Trump and Lashley shaving Mr. McMahon bald. I don't know. Don't do this to me. I can hear Mr. McMahon screaming over here. Oh, my God, no. Oh, no. Stop it! Stop it, don't! You're gonna make me look like uh, a Vulcans! Oh, no, no, please! No! No, my God, no! Donald Trump actually doing the honors himself! One billionaire shaving another billionaire's head! And King, one of the the great mysteries of life, has just been discovered! It was Mr. McMahon's real hair all along. And he just lost it. Ball headed blue. Oh no, wait a minute. Donald Trump is having a little too much fun here, there. And they're actually shaving! Mr. McMahon's head, look at the... I was a striking thing to see. You're going to hit me! You're going to hit me! Oh, God! Hey, be careful! A man's man had to be. Ah, that guy! Sarah, what are you smiling at? You think this is funny? I'm not uh, really smiling. You know, I've got Bill's palsy. I can't really smile big. Hold still, Mr. McMahon. You don't want to get nicked. Well, WrestleMania 23 may be all grown up, but Mr. McMahon's hair has been all cut off. One missed fall from WrestleMania 25. Wrestling careers can't be make or break based upon a single move. Or can they? For the answer to this question, we must turn to the son of WWE Hall of Fame inductee, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Before settling into his most infamous role, known as the 50s greaser character named Deuce, who was billed as being from the other side of the tracks, the son of Jimmy Superfly Snuka was now a second-generation wrestler in the WWE. After the gimmick gained only minor traction and popularity, Deuce jumped to the raw side of things and attempted his luck at singles competition by informing the crowd of his heritage and going by the name of Sim Snuka. But Snuka was nowhere near getting over, and the company shelved him indefinitely. There were talks of moving him to the Legacy group with Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes, led by Randy Orton, but that did not pan out. While most would take this time to tune up their skills, Snuka was tapped to play an unnamed cameraman for a huge spot in the Undertaker Shawn Michaels showdown at WrestleMania 25. All Snuka had to do was catch the massive Undertaker when he went for a suicide dive over the top rope and to the floor. And much like he had been his whole career, Snuka was out of place. 
Despite HBK's best efforts, Undertaker completely missed his far-away target Snuka and came down almost straight on his head. Miraculously, Taker went on uninjured and the match became one of the greatest of all time, shockingly. So, with such an incredible botch on his record, Snuka wasn't used again and would soon be released from his WWE contract that summer. All involved point at his carelessness and disregard towards such a major spot as the sole reason he hit the bricks. And even Michaels and Undertaker, two of the leading backstage politicians and businessmen in the industry, thought Snuka wouldn't work again for the WWE. Nevertheless, the Undertaker Shawn Michaels feud managed to surpass this botch and went on to being one of the greatest matches, not just of WrestleMania history, but in professional wrestling history of all time. So it is my honor and my privilege to present to you the very first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame Class 2008. He's a man that I have idolized my entire professional career. And I don't care what anybody says, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And more importantly, he's my friend. world I've left for me Stoic faces when I think of you And how I once believed Everything you need. 
I'm going to give you Shawn Michaels. I'm going to give you the headliner. I'm going to give you the main event. I'm going to give you the icon. And rest assured, I'm going to give you the showstopper. I would expect nothing less. Remember the story of old Yeller? They loved that dog. But when it was time, they had to take that dog out back and finish him. Come Sunday, the showstopper's gonna take you, old Yeller, behind the woodshed and put you out of your misery. Bled WrestleMania's 24 into 26. The hate for Cena goes worldwide. The backlash to John Cena as a character and a wrestler is well documented. Cena is the epitome of a talked about wrestler. And love him or hate him, you have to acknowledge his presence and his role in professional wrestling. At WrestleMania, the John Cena relationship with the fans is one of the most intriguing, especially. Cena's already won three World or WWE titles at WrestleMania and has successfully defended the title twice. He has two losses at the event, and to his credit, and no surprise, it was in a title match and a main event line match once in a lifetime, at least for that match at that time against The Rock. With Cena on top, there's bound to be haters, and none are more notable than a crew of fans who have made it their mission to see Cena at each WrestleMania over the past few years. Appearing first at WrestleMania 24, I saw them because I was there in Orlando exclusively live to to witness this. They were decked out in custom-made We Hate Cena shirts. This is before WWE produced them. These fans proceeded to root against Cena all evening while sitting comfortably at ringside. While Cena lost at this particular event, he'd have his revenge in more ways than one. Cena won the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania 25 and was exiting the ring when he caught a glimpse of the very same fans wearing the very same t-shirts, heckling him all the way. Ever the consummate professional, Cena went over to them and posed for a few seconds, almost as if to acknowledge that he could do whatever he wanted to them, and they'd have to sit and stew. The following year, in Glendale, Arizona, the We Hate Cena Brigade had grown larger in numbers and was even closer to the ring. So when Cena won the WWE Championship, he paused to reflect only as he could. Cena turned towards the camera and put his back to the guardrail, smiling proudly as he once had, again bested the smart marks, who had despised his very existence. He did the same when he won this past year's Royal Rumble. There was a time when purchasing these custom shirts was cool and profitable, but since Cena and even the announcers have taken note of it, but many in WWE are tight-lipped about the situation, 
and this crew seems to be following Cena around now at every WrestleMania to breed their Cena hate. And I certainly believe that at MetLife Stadium at WrestleMania 29, we'll see those Cena haters ready to see The Rock take on John Cena. been asked what's the greatest Wrestlemania moment ever to me the biggest Wrestlemania moment in history is without a doubt to be honest shout out with down Wrestlemania 10 Wrestlemania 6 Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair Wrestlemania 3 I mean you're talking about 25 years the first WrestleMania was such a mind-boggling thing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WrestleMania. Hulk Hogan versus Under the Giant, WrestleMania 3. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Everybody that lived and breathed was a Hulk Hogan fan. Look at this! He's I rooted for Andre the Giant. WrestleMania 4, when Macho Man became the world heavyweight champion. It's Going to WrestleMania 6 and seeing Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and feeling the electricity that was in that building that day. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. That ladder match was just so innovative. This for the first time ever at a WrestleMania ladder match. No, no, no! Oh! Brett versus Owen. Every single WrestleMania that I've been in, Rock and Hogan. Two icons facing each other. I think it all Stone Cold's great matches. The Austin Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart Iron Man match. WrestleMania 12, the first WWE Championship. The boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. That's the stage that I want to be on. I, I needed to, to be involved in that. I'm going to be in that ring someday. It would be the coolest thing in the world if I could ever be involved in that. Every time I step into the ring, we know that this is our time to make those moments. That's what WrestleMania is all about, is, is creating a memory. Is also, there's tonight. 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 I'd make history. Tonight. That briefcase. That briefcase is mine. I've done it once. I'll do it again. It could have been different. Nothing ever changes. Tonight, I do what I do best. I go extreme. Tonight, my world heavyweight championship. You two no longer matter. The champ is back. The streak is over. I own WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels, your time has come. Tonight, I destroy Triple H. I bring suffering to Randy Orton. I finish off the McMahon. Tonight, I'm going to leave my mark. Tonight, 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 the 25th anniversary of Wrestle WrestleMania. 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 WrestleMania 27, it posed the question, who was really in the main event of WrestleMania that year? In an event that surprised everyone in professional wrestling, from smart marks to editors, dirt sheets, you name it, reporters, the most electrifying men in all of entertainment returned to be the special guest host of WrestleMania that year. The 27th edition featured The Rock, becoming the guest host of WrestleMania. 
the seeds were planted for the eventual Rock vs. Cena match the following year at WrestleMania 28, but the question posed, with The Rock being the guest host, would the main event be overshadowed by his presence? It featured two superstars, of course, John Cena, going after the WWE Championship against champion The Miz. Yes, The Miz. Mike Mizanin was going into WrestleMania 27, WWE Champion. Now, at the end of the contest, it wound up that The Miz retained the title, but The Rock, you could say, had an assist in the match. The fans were clamoring to see The Rock go toe-to-toe with John Cena. Instead, they saw the former reality star Miz take the place. You could say a lot of fans were disappointed whether the main event really didn't live up to the hype. It was really The Rock show as his re-debut to WWE fans took place at WrestleMania 27. It was the next night that made history as the announcement of Rock versus Cena at WrestleMania 28 would take place, bridging the gap from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, which leads us to last year's WrestleMania, the 28th edition from Miami, Florida, the home turf for The Rock. And we finally saw Cena lose for the second time at WrestleMania to the most electrifying man. And as it seems, it will be a precursor to what we will see this year at WrestleMania 29, Rock versus Cena 2 for the WWE title. The one thing you can benefit from this is that the championship is now in the main event spot at WrestleMania, which it wasn't the previous year. With Cena losing to The Rock at last year's WrestleMania, you would assume that possibly Cena would get his win back and win the WWE title, thus passing the torch to Cena and the C-Nation. But the question is, will their hatred for each other bleed into the rivalry for Part 2? As we saw in WrestleMania 29, which stemmed from WrestleMania 27, Cena and Rock do not like each other. And the backstage story was that it was more about taking shots at one another than getting over the angle. Case in point has been the feud between The Rock and CM Punk, where it was more about black and white, good versus bad, rather than trying to one-up each other on the microphone before the match. Pot shots comments, backhanded statements, you can throw all that in into the rivalry between The Rock and Cena. The storyline may be that it's once in a lifetime, and again, for part two, maybe twice in a lifetime then, between Cena and Rock. The backstage story, can they look past their differences to do what's best for the wrestling industry? That will remain to be seen at this year's WrestleMania. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestleManiacs, it's time to thank the sponsors of Beyond the Bell. They help bring your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast to you each and every week. Barbershop Window, the place that makes wrestling t-shirts cool again to wear. Yes, you could wear a wrestling t-shirt out in public. They release brand new shirts every single week. Brand new designs, you name it, they carry it. They are hip, they are cool, no joke. We're talking WrestleMania season, 
and of course the stars of WrestleMania, past, present, and quite possibly future, are represented as well at Barbershop Window. One of my personal favorite designs is the Big Boss Man t-shirt, who of course would not want to wear a t-shirt that looks like the Big Boss Man's baby blue shirt. Gotta love it. Not to mention, you can get the Akeem t-shirt. You can make the Twin Towers at Barbershop Window. Follow them at B-Shop Window on Twitter and go to BarbershopWindow.com now and make your wrestling wardrobe cool again. SNSRadioNetwork.com Your home for everything related to professional wrestling, mixed martial arts, video gaming, and sci-fi. Get all the latest news and listen to innovative audio released daily. The network is anchored by the two flagship shows, Wrestling News Live and Sunday Night Showdown. They cover every pay-per-view. The talented hosts of SNS Radio Network cover it all. So go to SNSRadioNetwork.com now. If you're not listening, you're not trying. Ringannouncing.com, your home for WrestleMania Month here at Beyond the Bell. It's the home of the future of ring announcing, Sean Beckerman. You can watch the latest videos and demo reels of ring announcer Sean Beckerman on the independent wrestling scene. Go now to ringannouncing.com and celebrate 29 years of WrestleMania during WrestleMania month at Beyond the Bell. Combat Zone Wrestling on DVD. The ultra-violent wrestling promotion can be seen on your TV or on your computer, smartphone, or tablet. You can purchase all CZW ultra-violent events. Stream them live straight on your desktop computer at czwrestling.com. Get ready to get ultra-violent with CZW. The NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, tried, tested, honored, and of course, revered. You can catch the NWA nationwide through multiple affiliates from coast to coast. Check out the Talk NWA podcast, the NWA history, tradition, and respect. Go to nwawrestling.org now, preserving tradition and blazing new paths. Squared Circle Media, Jerome Willen brings you a forum for the fans. SquaredCircleMedia.net gives wrestling fans a voice. You can post your opinions and thoughts on what's happening today in the world of wrestling. Join the conversation at Pro Wrestling Ringside on Blogspot. Share your opinions now. Connect socially to Beyond the Bell via Twitter and tell at Sean Beckerman. Become a fan of Beyond the Bell on Facebook under the BTB fan page. All audio and video clips can be seen under the YouTube channel Ring Announcing for Beyond the Bell. You can download all of the archive shows at ringannouncing.com as well as snsradionetwork.com. You smartphone users, download all archive shows directly via iTunes, the Stitcher app, and TuneIn Radio. You can catch new episodes of Beyond the Bell every Monday night, each and every week. Like the SNS Radio Network, if you're not listening, you're not trying. Want to become a sponsor of Beyond the Bell? Contact us at btbwrestling at gmail.com or beckerman at ringannouncing.com. Put under the title, Advertising. Join the Beyond the Bell revolution now as we go back to rewind and relive all things retro in wrestling, classic, old school. You name it, it's Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network.
WrestleManiacs. That wraps up Volume 2 of the stories behind WrestleMania. We've supplied you with 28-plus stories behind the biggest event of the year. And I'm sure there'll be many more stories to come in the history of WrestleMania. Let's go for the three count and take it home as we finish Part 3 of the stories behind WrestleMania. And one of my personal favorites from WrestleMania was the WrestleMania 23 theme, The Memory Will Never Die by default. I think it's fitting to wrap up this show with that theme because we look back at the memories of WrestleMania and the stories behind them. Some stories you may not have heard of, some you may have but not known about the backstage details, or some that you've heard and just are happy to relive. Well, the memories will never die here at Beyond the Bell, and as WrestleMania continues on through the annals of time, the memories will never die for them as well. So default will take us home here on Beyond the Bell until our next edition when we celebrate WrestleMania here on Beyond the Bell during WrestleMania month. I'm your personal ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, signing off, and I'll see you at WrestleMania 29. I whisper in your ear the words you want to hear. You feel the wind and it reminds you. It happens every time you stop and close your eyes. You can't deny what lives inside you. Well, I know.
WrestleMania season, and it's WrestleMania time here at Beyond the Bell. Last year, the entire month of March was filled with WrestleMania-themed content. This year will be no different throughout the month of March, leading into the biggest event of the year for sports entertainment. We will be releasing tons of WrestleMania-themed content. Get ready for Volume 2 of the stories behind WrestleMania. Split into three parts where we look back at the previous 28 WrestleManias and the stories behind each and every spectacular event. Get ready to go back in time and learn about the untold stories behind the granddaddy of them all. We will celebrate the 2013 class of the WWE Hall of Fame. Look back at the careers of each inductee and how they made their mark in the world of professional wrestling. And then leading up to the biggest event of the year, you can listen to Beyond the Bell Extra Editions as I will be on site at WrestleMania 29. You will hear audio from myself on site at the location MetLife Stadium from the 2013 Hall of Fame in Madison Square Garden and at WWE Access at the IZOD Center, formerly the Meadowlands Arena. All three locations will be there live, on site, and we will give you a first-hand look, or should I say listen, to the sights and sounds of WrestleMania weekend. All this and more during WrestleMania season at Beyond the Bell, starting this March. Get ready, because it's WrestleMania! WrestleMania! 